0: I'm intending for this story to be a, a way to show you some of the things that I did in making this manifestation happen and also to give you some ideas and clues about things that you can do to use the law of attraction in your life for you. So for starters, when you ask Source answers. That's what Abraham Hicks says. When any time in your life that you experience something that you don't like, it lets you know what you do like. When you experience what you don't want, it lets you know what you do want. This is going to be silly, which is part of what makes it so much fun and maybe why it worked out so well. I have for my whole life been a Weird Al fan. I'm unapologetic about it. I stayed up past my bedtime when I was a little kid in the early 80s listening to Dr. Demento at 10 o'clock on Sunday nights so that I could hear the frantics and some other things and some some funny songs, and especially so I could hear Weird Al. And I used to listen to my brother's Weird Al vinyl records when he wasn't home because he'd get mad if he knew I was actually doing it. So I've loved Weird Al my whole life, and it just so happened that I married a guy who also loved Weird Al. Now, you might also say that that was a manifestation because you attract to you people who share a similar vibration. So it made perfect sense that I attracted a husband who was a fan of the same musical hero that I was. We took our children to Weird Al concerts. My kids' first concert was a Weird Al concert. Their second concert was also Weird Al. Yeah, I think their third concert was also Weird Al but this is something that was my husband and I were passionate about. We had so much fun listening to Weird Al, singing along with Weird Al, dancing around the house when I'm cleaning to Weird Al, and going to Weird Al concerts. It's also been something that my extended family has been able to do together because my older brother and his wife and four kids love Weird Al so much as well. We've attended two concerts with their family. Last November... Chris and I went to Hawaii for a couple of weeks. I was there to get my quantum healing hypnosis technique training for my level two. But we went for a few days before and a few days after that training so we could enjoy the island. We were on the big island. Now, Weird Al has a home on Maui in Hawaii. We weren't on Maui. So I recognized that the chances of running into Weird Al while we were on Maui were lower. But I also thought, well, they're probably still higher here than they would be if we were back on on the 48, right? I didn't say anything about that. I just thought it. And what I didn't know was that Chris had the same kind of thought. Now, I'll let you know early, we didn't meet Weird Al when we were in Hawaii. But one of the mornings that we were there, we walked down the beach and walked past 15 or 20 different restaurants to find a place to have breakfast. And we find a, finally found a place called Huggo's. And I liked it because it sounds similar to my family name. And it was on the beach. It was a great little restaurant, really a nice place. And we were seated right on the ocean, waves crashing up on the shore right next to us. There's a Hawaiian food called Loco Moco. My husband asked what it was as he was reading the menu. And I told him, oh, that's good. I had it when we ate at that Hawaiian restaurant in Las Vegas last time we saw Weird Al there. Simply part of a conversation. We continue looking over the menu and ordering. A minute later, a woman came up and tapped my husband on the shoulder, and she said, I'm sorry, I apologize for interrupting your meal, but I couldn't overhelp hearing you talk about Weird Al. It just so happens that I'm Lisa Popiel, I'm Weird Al's backup singer. Guys, I can't make this up. We were in Hawaii, and we just thought about how nice it would be, how fun it would be, how great it would be if we ran into Weird Al. We didn't run into Weird Al. We ran into his backup singer. And the great thing about Lisa, or really one of the great things about Al and all of his band, is his band has been with him for over 30 years. One of the guys, Ruben, Who's the keyboardist? He kind of jokes and says he doesn't get as much credit as the rest of the band because he's only been with the band for 30 years. So he's the new guy. Everybody else has been around for 35 years or longer. How many bands do you know that stay together for that long? Anyway, that means that Lisa has been Weird Al's singer for over 30 years. That's pretty amazing. Well, we completely fangirled over Lisa. You might even say we had like a fangasm. We were going nuts. It was. We tried not to be obnoxious, but it was so neat. We took a bunch of pictures with her. We made goofy, weird faces. We texted them back and forth. And guess what that means? That means I now have the phone number in my phone for my favorite musician's backup singer. Well, I didn't want to harass Lisa, but I did text her and tell her thanks. It was so nice to meet her. A couple months later... Round about February of this year, a few months ago, I got a text from Lisa. She says, Weird Al's going to be in Vegas. We are going to be, the tour will be in Vegas on August 7th. If you guys are going to be there, which you said you might be, because we said we might be, I can get you guys backstage passes. Now you can see how some of these things are beginning to really come together. Well, we were super excited, and of course we were already planning to go. The thing was, we hadn't actually bought tickets yet. And early this year was, my life was a little bit crazy. I had a lot going on. And every time I would think about I needed to buy tickets, I would kind of forget again that I needed to buy tickets. And it never really seemed like a very important thing. Even though you'd think it would be. But it never was. Come about April, when I still hadn't ordered the tickets... One day, I'm grabbing my phone to run out the house, and I see on my phone a text from Lisa Popiel. Stop everything I'm doing to read this text. And it's from Lisa, and it says, Hey, Della and Chris, my tour manager accidentally gave you guys concert tickets as well as the backstage passes. I hope that's okay. As though that's going to be a problem. Obviously, we were thrilled. And then it kind of made sense why I had never felt that it was important to order those tickets. Now, would it have been different if I got the tickets myself versus whether Lisa got them for me? You might think that the main difference there was that in this case, I didn't have to pay for them. And that's true. And that's something I appreciated. But there was more to it than that because whatever tickets I would have bought would have had me sitting wherever the tickets I bought were. The tickets that Lisa got for me placed us in a certain place That was even more powerful than probably wherever we would have been had we gotten our own tickets. So for months, Chris and I have been thrilled, so excited. We're going to get to go backstage to see Weird Al. How cool is that? We've been to all the other concerts where we've seen the people with the lanyards around their neck and their VIP tag, and I've been Envious, not I didn't ever want to take anything away from them. I never wanted anybody to give up their pass so that I could have it because I knew if they paid the money for that pass, it's obviously something that's clearly important to them. But I always kind of thought, man, that'd be cool. One of these days, one of these days, we're gonna get to do that. Well, we drove to Las Vegas on Wednesday, and St. George, Southern Utah, where we broadcast this show from, is about two hours north of Las Vegas on I-15. So we drove down there, got checked into a hotel, made it over to the concert venue to pick up our tickets at Will Call. When we got to Will Call, there were two concert tickets in my envelope, which was fantastic because we got into the concert. But we thought that there was going to be VIP or backstage info in that packet, and there wasn't. So we took the next logical step and got in the VIP line. We got up to the front of the VIP line, gave my name. My name, my husband's name isn't on the list. Okay, so we didn't get our backstage and VIP info the way that we thought we were going to. But I texted Lisa and I told her what was up. We did make our way into the venue. So at this point, we are in the Smith Center in Las Vegas, which has, it's a very beautiful building made of a lot of stone and marble And it's beautiful. The downside of this is I have almost no cell phone service inside this building. So I texted Lisa and she texted me back and said, can you call me? That seemed like a great idea. And it would have been had I been able to find anywhere in this building where there was cell phone service. I found myself kind of sneaking around back halls, going up flights of stairs that I'm pretty sure I was not supposed to be going up at that point in time trying to find some place where my phone had signal nowhere and i had a moment where i realized you know i could get pretty stressed out right now i could get pretty frustrated i could get upset but that's not going to help doing that is not going to help me get to the solution that we need and one thing i've noticed every time i'm following a big manifestation or a big dream that there's always these times that feel like you're following a scavenger hunt, where you know what the next step is. You know what the goal is over there, but you really can't see all the steps between here and there. You just know that you need to get there, and you know this is a really, really important piece of successfully manifesting. You don't have to know how to get there. You just have to know what your next step is. And as soon as you take that next step, as soon as... As sure as you place your foot down, that your path will rise up to meet you. You only have to know what the next step is. And at that time, my next step was finding cell phone service. And I stopped for a moment in this back hallway on the staircase, and I just laughed. And I thought, okay, I'm trying to get to the next step. This isn't working. How do I get to the next step? The next step was to grab my husband's phone because his phone is newer than mine, and it got signal. I was able to call Lisa immediately from his phone. Lisa Popiel braved the crowds. There's a couple thousand people in the lobby by this point. Lisa Popiel snuck out, found us, and brought us two blue stickers to put on our shirts for the backstage. Then she ran back in. We went and found our seats. And we were able to get ready to enjoy the concert. One of the things that was so much fun, as I mentioned earlier, the concert itself was amazing. It always is. Al puts on a phenomenal show. If you haven't seen this tour and you're interested in it, look for a way to try to get to see him. They have a full symphony or- orchestra playing along with the standard band it's really quite something so we got to enjoy this concert and people who who've been to a lot of concerts often say that weird al's concerts are the best they're so much fun they're so entertaining he uses things like costume changes and videos and old he brought up some old deep cuts that I love so much, as well as some of the more popular songs. Anyway, that was a blast. But we found out sitting, as we're sitting, getting ready for the concert to start, we make conversation with the people next to us who happen to be Al's neighbors from Hawaii, where he lives on Maui. They flew in to see the show. Well, I tend to make friends pretty easily. So I started chit-chatting with these guys, the four of them that were there. And next thing you know, we're laughing and joking along and they had so much fun they told me afterwards that they had so much fun watching me enjoy the concert part of that and this does matter guys authenticity you need to speak your truth anytime you're trying to manifest anything if you're doing it out of a place of falseness of pretending to be something or something that you're not you're going to struggle Authenticity. And one reason why this is difficult is because you don't know who you are. You've been pretending to be this other person for so many years that you have to peel back the layers to find out who you are. As you do that, you will become better and better at manifesting. I promise. Authenticity is kind of a skill I have. It's always something we can be better at, but it's something that I'm pretty good at. And authenticity is magical because it's magnetic. Because when one person is authentic, all the people around them crave that authenticity. Every other person in their, in their heart says to themselves, I wish I had the courage to do that. I wish I had the courage to be like that. And they admire it. So while we're afraid of being our authentic selves because we're afraid that people will reject us, the truth is the more authentic you are, The more you show others how you love yourself, the more others will want to love you too. That is a fact. And guys, that's how I make friends. By being myself, by being a little bit goofy, a little bit crazy, a little bit jokey, and being comfortable with myself, being willing to be vulnerable, willing to put myself on the line because I know I'm going to be okay no matter what. And that vulnerability through authenticity really attracts to me valuable friendships and relationships. It's something I highly recommend if you want to, one, like yourself more, two, have more friends, three, be more authentic, and four, manifest more. Find out who you are, peel back those layers, and start being you. Well, what happened was our neighbors that we were sitting next to actually offered to go get us backstage passes because they saw how much fun Chris and I were having Watching the show turned out we didn't need backstage passes because we already had them. But it was so sure that we were going to get backstage. I didn't know that. I didn't when I showed up and there wasn't backstage information in my tickets. I wasn't even sure it was going to happen. As it turned out, we had two people offering us backstage passes because we had put out such a strong vibration to the universe that we had such a strong desire to be backstage that we had multiple options coming at us of how to get there. At the end of the concert, which I highly recommend, whether you're an Al fan or not, it's a great show. We followed the group that had the blue stickers back through one door. Everybody that had the lanyards and the VIP went through another door. All of those people, and I would have been thrilled to be one of those people, all those people got to wait in line for Al to take pictures with him, have him sign something, have just a moment to talk to him. I would have been thrilled to be one of those people. Chris and I instead went to the green room and we spent the next two hours hanging out with the band, their family, and their friends. Guys, also towards the end of the evening, Al did make it in. He had to take care of all of his VIP people first. Absolutely fine. They paid for that. They deserve to have that. But I got time with Al. And his Hawaiian neighbors had brought him a lay from Hawaii that they weren't able to give him because they actually had to get going before he got there. They gave me the lay, and I gave the lay to Weird Al. Maybe that doesn't mean anything to you, but to me, to me, that was a dream come true. Also, and this won't mean anything to you if you're not a Weird Al fan, but I was wearing a shirt that said, my hair smells like raisins, which seems entirely goofy if you don't know what that means. It's actually a reference to a lyric in a song. When I gave Al a hug, which I asked permission to do, he smelled my hair and told me my hair smelled like raisins. Again, that doesn't mean anything to you if you're not a Weird Al fan, but to me, that was a dream come true. And that's one of the amazing things about the law of attraction is there's some of you listening going, I'm glad that happened for you, but that's not something I care about at all. Amazing. That is evidence that the law of attraction will bring me what's important to me and bring you what's important to you. And what I get isn't going to cost you anything. And what you get isn't going to cost me anything because the things that are valuable to you are different than the things that are valuable to me. In the whole long story short of this, at at the very end of it, Lisa texted me. Actually, the next day, I texted her to tell her thank you for this amazing experience. And this is what she texted back to me. Honestly, I'm thrilled that it all worked out and that we got to meet again. Our initial meeting was so serendipitous and memorable for me. I would have done anything to make sure you got to see the show as easily as possible. How freaking cool is that? Because when you have your heart's desire set on something and you get out of the way resisting it coming to you, it comes to you. And it doesn't matter what that thing is. The key, guys, is you got to get out of the way. You got to stop the resistance. If you believe that this can't happen to you, That's resistance, and it's not going to happen to you because what you believe comes true. If you believe, see, when I was in Hawaii, I was really playful with the idea. It could happen. I could run into Al. I could do it. It could happen. It's possible. And because I believed it was possible, it opened up an avenue for my wildest dreams to come true, simply believing it was possible and having hope, having desire towards it. And then staying calm, staying cool when... It might have seemed like the waters got choppy, staying calm and knowing I just need to find the next right step. That's all it took. And I got to have one of the most amazing things in my life come true. To me, this is an even bigger deal than when I went to the 2016 NFL draft, which was also amazing. And it's right up there with my car. These things are going to continue to happen for me, and I promise they're going to continue to happen for you If you study this stuff, if you learn about it, and if you learn how to get out of your own way to stop causing that resistance. So there's my manifestation story for this week. Guys, one more thing. Two days from now on Wednesday is August 14th, which means it is National Princess Day. National Princess Day is about recognizing your true authenticity, your true self, which is that you are a divine and royal being who has come here to this earth to live inside this meat suit. But you are royal. And August 14th, National Princess Day, whether you're male or female, is the opportunity for you to embrace your inner royalty. You can wear, I love to wear a crown and a tiara. That's my favorite way to celebrate. You could go to Burger King and get a paper crown. You can just know in your heart that you are divine. That's what it's all about. And that's what wearing a crown all day is supposed to remind you. So happy National Princess Day. I'm super excited about that. Guys, I'm going to be wrapping up the show right here in a second, but I'm going to be giving a really important public service announcement right here on Radio St. George 100.3 in just a couple minutes when we're past the next commercial break. So remember, I'm Della Hill. You can find me on the Extraordinary Talk Show channel on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. I love you guys. Have an amazing week and happy National Princess Day.